My name is Matthew Becker. I'm a husband, a level one CrossFit trainer, a CrossFit affiliate owner, personal trainer, Olympic lifting coach, lawyer, blogger, employer, mentor. Oh, and I own a retired racing greyhound. I have a lot on my plate and I gotta keep moving forward. In business, they say if you aren't growing, you are dying. So to keep moving forward, I have to improve by 1% every day. It's called the aggregation of marginal gains. It requires me to optimize my life as much as possible. On the Stronger Revolution podcast, I share strategies with you so that you can improve your life by 1% every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Stronger Revolution. About three years ago, I think it was a little bit more than three years ago. Let's see, we're in uh, we're in August now, and so it would be March, April, May, June, July. Probably about three years and four months ago, I stopped consuming alcohol, um, and the reason that I did it was simply because at the time. I was consuming enough alcohol during the week that I thought it's not a problem yet. There's no real sign of it becoming a problem because it's not like I'm consuming more each week, but there was the potential of it to become a problem. So um, I issued a challenge at the gym and I told everybody at the gym they need to take a month and get rid of something within their diet that they don't think is good for them, you know, whether it's junk food or fried food or a bunch of carbs, or in my case, it was alcohol. So I had tried to stop drinking a couple of different times prior to this, and I would make it like a week or two. There was one time once before I was getting ready for a CrossFit competition that I quit for like four weeks leading up to that, that CrossFit competition, but for whatever reason, I always went back to it. And again, it wasn't like I was getting drunk or passing out every night, but it was just in my life and I thought, I just probably shouldn't do this. So I followed all the different uh, goal setting strategies um, and I put up a list at the gym and I told everybody to write on the list what they were going to get rid of for that month and I put first on the list that I was going to give up alcohol. And at the time... This was sort of my motivation in hopes that somebody was paying attention to it. As the gym owner, I should probably be able to complete my own challenge and I should be able to put forward the effort to set a good example for everybody else that they can actually go for 30 days without consuming something that they don't think they should be consuming. And then my ultimate goal was after that month to not go back to it. So I figured if I can get through 30 days with this sort of accountability, um, then after 30 days, my if I go back to consuming alcohol, it's because I've chosen to and not because I had any kind of underlying dependency that I either didn't know existed or didn't care to acknowledge. So I stopped drinking February 1st and um, I made it all the way through the month. Now, I did then, at that point, choose to go back for my birthday weekend and have a martini, which I didn't enjoy, so I decided from that point, I will go ahead and continue to not consume alcohol. 
Now, from a broad perspective, this might sound like it was a relatively easy thing for me to do because I set up all of the surrounding area and circumstances for me to do this. However, in reality, it wasn't as easy as I might make it out to sound. And the reason for that is what I had discovered once I stopped drinking was that I almost had to relearn to do everything that I used to do while consuming alcohol, now without consuming alcohol. And I had talked to a couple of people who had stopped drinking like this prior to my choice to stop doing it. And one common theme was you have to keep yourself occupied. Another common theme was, you know, if you're out in a social situation, do something that prevents you from getting that temptation to get a drink because you're out in a social environment and everybody else is drinking. For example, always make sure that you have a glass of water or a bottle of water in your hand so that anytime you feel the urge to take a drink, you just take a drink of water. And while those strategies helped, what I wasn't ready for but kind of went along with what other people were saying about the challenges of doing it was it becomes such a regular part of our lives that to not do it all of a sudden feels like there's a void in our life. And I'll give you this challenge. This has nothing to do with this episode, but here's the challenge. Try to go out to dinner this weekend, sit down with family and friends. When everybody goes around the table and orders alcohol and it comes to you, try to think about not ordering, ordering a drink. See how easy it is. Some people find it pretty easy. Some people are going to find it really difficult. Since I've stopped drinking, I've heard a number of people say, well, yeah, I, I, I realize I don't have to drink this weekend, but I'm going out with friends. Dot, dot, dot. You know? um, so the point here is that it wasn't enough just to say that I didn't want to um, indulge in this bad habit anymore. I had to relearn to do things without including this bad habit. And the way that I went about relearning things to not engage in this bad habit anymore was by replacing it with a good habit. And that good habit that I replaced it with was consuming a mixture of apple cider vinegar, lemon juice, and water. And that sort of became my go-to, all right, fine, if I want something special on a Friday night because I worked a long work week and while most people might go home and crack open that can bottle or uh, pull out the wine glass or whatever in order to relax, I was going to simply consume um, something as like my quote-unquote special occasion would be apple cider vinegar, a little bit of lemon juice, and some water. Now, there's some debate as to whether or not apple cider vinegar really does provide any health benefits, but we know that it doesn't provide any health detriments. It doesn't hurt us in any way. So I figured, you know, Pascal's wager, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, if I don't consume it, I'm not getting any benefits. If I do consume it, I'm either getting benefits or nothing is happening to me, so I might as well consume it. Um, and that's was a big part of me breaking the habit of consuming alcohol was replacing it with a good habit or a healthier habit or a better habit. And so that brings us to the topic of today's episode, and that would be generally habits, but more specifically, forming good habits and how we go about doing that. 
We've talked pretty much uh, throughout this entire podcast, we've laid the groundwork for how to restructure your life to live out your purpose. We cover this pretty much every episode. Um, But when we look at our daily basis and we look at our daily actions, a lot of times, unless we want to have to sit down and sort of structure every day individually, we have to start or fill our days with habits that we know are going to take us one step further, improve our lives by 1% on a daily basis so that we're living more of our purpose. So first we have to define what is a habit. To me, a habit is a regular consistent action taken on a regular consistent basis that doesn't require any thinking. Okay. If you think about this, what are your habits, right? A bad habit might be biting your fingernails. You don't sit down and actively think, I'm going to bite my fingernails. It's a regular, consistent action that is performed on a regular, consistent basis that you don't even think about. If you grew up with a parent that didn't want you chewing on your fingers, or now you have a spouse that doesn't like you chewing on your fingers, and you do so, what do they do? They probably smack you or smack your hand every time you're biting your fingernails, and you go, oh, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to be doing that. That's because it's a regular consistent habit that you don't even think about. So there are two primary reasons that I'm going to argue to start to form good habits or even form just new habits. Now, throughout this episode, whenever I refer to new habits, make the assumption that I'm talking about either better habits or good habits altogether, okay? Nowhere are you ever going to get me to argue that um, forming a bad habit is going to benefit your life in any way, hence why it's a bad habit. All right, so the two primary reasons for forming good or new habits. One is to make sure that you are doing something on a regular, consistent basis that is going to advance your life 1% by every day. And two, to overcome a bad habit. So once an action becomes a habit, the actual completion of the task becomes much easier. So for example, if it's a habit for me to make breakfast every morning, then once I know what breakfast I'm going to make and how to make it, it just becomes a habit and I no longer have to burn the brain energy or other energy or concentration making that breakfast. It's just something I do on a regular basis daily, consistently, daily, right? Without thinking. The task, I think as just said, becomes easier. There's less energy spent completing the task and there's less brain energy needed. We've talked sort of an underlying theme through this entire podcast is ways of optimizing our life so that we're expending less energy on individual things so that we have more energy to expand on everything, And this is a primary example of how we take a task that we know is going to improve our life by 1% every day and then complete that task without draining our resources. Because if we can make it so regular that we don't even have to think about it anymore and we just do it, but we know that it's going to advance our lives by 1% on a daily basis, that's the best case of all scenarios. Because now I'm completing this task, I'm advancing and I'm not expending unnecessary energy to do it. Let's use an example. I've already said um, 
making breakfast, but let's let's use the gym. I love gym analogies. So you want to make a habit, um, and you want that habit to become that you go to a gym on a regular basis. If you can do that, and you make that a habit, then you stop worrying about having to get it onto your schedule. You stop worrying about how you're going to fit it into your life. You stop wasting time and energy trying to decide whether or not you're actually going to go to the gym today. Instead, you automatically complete the task of going to the gym or even getting ready to go to the gym. And we know that health and wellness is one way of improving your life by 1%. Even if your ultimate purpose and goals don't include something like physical fitness, even if your purpose is not to share your fitness and your fitness with other people so that you can influence them in order that they live healthier lifestyles also, all right, improving your own health and wellness through fitness is going to allow you to live longer or give you a better statistical um, uh, chance of living longer. And so therefore, you're going to have longer on this world to live out your purpose. So it's sort of a side benefit to help you live out your purpose longer. So we can say that if you make going to the gym a habit, then you no longer have to go into all of those intermonologue questions that we hear about people all the time having. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go to the gym tonight. I don't know if I'm going to have the time, motivation, or energy to go to the gym tonight. I don't know if I like the workout tonight. You don't have to worry about that stuff. It's a habit. You know every day at 5.30 you're going to the gym. Everything else around your schedule gets programmed or scheduled around you going to the gym at 5.30 on a daily basis. It's a habit. You don't have to think about it. Go back to our scheduling episode if you want more information on that. All right. The second reason that we want to form new habits is to eliminate bad habits. The best way to eliminate a bad habit is to replace it with a good habit. Pick any bad habit you want, whether it's eating fried food, eating a bunch of starchy carbohydrates, smoking, consuming alcohol, biting your fingernails, whatever, okay? It doesn't matter what the bad habit is. Usually, our willpower isn't going to be enough to get us to overcome that bad habit in the long run. Right? Usually, we're going to have to do something else if we're going to be able to overcome that bad habit for the long term. And this is what I was finding every time I was trying to stop drinking alcohol. Because every time I would do it, I wouldn't replace it with anything. I would just simply try to go home at night and not consume alcohol and just do everything else that I was doing that I was used to doing while consuming alcohol, but now trying not to consume the alcohol. And it ultimately doesn't work. Most of us don't have the willpower to just eliminate something from our life. Instead, the best way to stop a bad habit is to replace it with a good habit. Now, I could stop there and if I was like other podcasts, just leave you be and say, okay, go out in the world and start replacing all of your bad habits with good habits, start forming good habits so that you can improve your life by 1% every day, have fun. But I'm not going to do that because I'm afraid I'm going to leave you with the question of, well, how do I form a good habit? Hey, great question. So here's what we need to know. There is an individual out there who is known 
um, for like the habit. He's like the habit guru. All right, his name's uh, James Clear, and he has a book and a blog dedicated to forming good habits. And so, similarly to the way that I say you improve your life every day by living through your purpose, he's going to say you improve your life every day by forming good habits. All right. And in his argument, he uses uh, what he calls the three R's to forming a good habit. And those are the reminder, the routine, and the reward. Okay, three R's. Reminder, routine, and reward. So the reminder is whatever cue you need to perform the new habit. The routine is the habit itself that you're going to perform. And the reward is whatever you need to give yourself after you've performed the habit so that it gets implanted in your brain as something good so that you want to do it again. Let's use a very basic example. Um, let's go back to our gym example. You want to form the good habit of going to the gym. So your routine might be setting an alarm on your phone on a nightly basis so that you remember to pack your gym bag. Right? So at some point during the night, um, your phone goes off as annoying as that's going to be, and as much as I would not promote using your phone on a regular basis, this is one benefit that we can have from our phones and their alerts, is I can set that reminder that goes off and says, go pack your gym bag. You head into your bedroom, you pack your gym bag, it's out, that was your reminder, that was your routine, was to pack your gym bag, because now you know the next day you're going to go to the gym. So the next day you go to the gym, that is also part of the habit, afterwards, perhaps you allow yourself to have a small piece of chocolate. Or you go to the gym all week, and though this would not be the best reward, I understand this is how some people would do this, you make it so that you go to the gym all week. That's the habit is to get five days at the gym. So Saturday morning, you can go out to eat and you can have pancakes. I wouldn't necessarily promote that. However, perhaps that is the reward. If that means you're forming a good habit, We'll deal with that reward in breaking that bad habit at a later date. But you can see how this starts to sort of compound onto it itself and become sort of repetitive of always looking at what are our bad habits and how can we replace those with good habits or what are even our good habits that we could replace with better habits. Oftentimes, when we're dealing with the reward for the, um, the routine, you will find that if the habit that you're trying to form in some way relates to or impacts the purpose that you're trying to figure, that, that you're trying to, to carry out, that the routine itself is going to be enough of a reward that you don't have to come up with some other reward. For example, let's say my purpose in life is to be helpful to other people. And one of the pillars would be to give back through service to others. So in order to do this, I want to make this a habit that once a month, I'm going to go out and I'm going to um, perform some kind of a service for somebody in need. And remember, regular consistent action doesn't mean it has to be often. Consistency can be on a monthly basis. Consistency could be on a weekly basis. Consistency could be on a daily basis, all right? So even if you're just trying to form a habit of something that you would do once a month, that's still a habit because it's still a regular, consistent action that's happening on a regular, consistent basis without you thinking. So I set my reminder 
that's going to be, let's just continue with the alert on my phone. And it says, okay, we're up in August. Find the one way that you're going to help somebody this month, somebody who's in need. I go out, I find that. I've now set the routine of going out and helping somebody. Um, so the reward doesn't necessarily mean that I have to give myself any positive thing after I complete my routine of helping somebody. Because to me, in my brain, just the satisfaction of knowing that I've improved somebody's life through my assistance is enough of a reward. So the reward or the, the routine when it refers directly to your purpose can be the reward in and of itself. Keep that in mind while you're trying to form these, these good habits. Anyway, if you want more information on habit forming, as I said, James Clear, uh, C-L-E-A-R, is sort of is the guy to go to. Um, I think his website is, is jamesclear.com. If you just Google James Clear's name, um, it, he will come up, and he will come up through quite a, a lot of searches. Now, his book is The Habit Guide, How to Build Good Habits and Break Bad Ones. Or you can just go on and you, you can read all of his various different blog issues, um, um, blog entries, where he talks about all things forming good habits and You'll also see that he touches somewhat on the aggregation of marginal gains. He'll talk about how um, he sets good habits like, I think there was one he was trying to squat like 500 pounds or something like that. And then he'll, he talks about the process that he went through in order to form the regular consistent action on a daily or weekly basis of going to the gym and learning to squat 500 pounds. All right. A little bit quicker of an episode today, but that pretty much covers what we have to talk about as far as habits are concerned. Three R's. Reminder, routine, and reward. Replace your bad habits with good habits. Let's end with a quote. The quote for this episode comes from Mahatma Gandhi. Uh, Gandhi is somebody who's actually come up a lot in my past, and I might go into that story at some point, but... um, He was an attorney for a while before he became such a social activist. And when he was an attorney, uh, there wasn't a lot written about him. So one of my law professors decided that he was going to write a biography about Gandhi um, involving his legal career because it was something that had just never been done before. And he did it, and I have a copy of it at home, though admittedly, don't tell him I've never read it. I will someday get around to reading it. But I've I've always respected Gandhi... Um, for what he was able to do. And um, so this week's quote is going to come from him. Quote, Your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values. Your values become your destiny. End quote. So take that out with you this week. Sit down and look at your life. See what bad habits you have that you are interested in getting rid of. And then follow the steps that we outlined in this episode. See if you can't replace those bad habits with good habits. And step one close better to living out your purpose. Guys, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening.